Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rimble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in the show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Thank you for your introduction, all the kind words that you had to say. And we say shalom to everybody that's listening today around the world. And bless God, it's a wonderful day in the Lord. No matter what, bless God, that the weather may be, what the circumstances are, it's another wonderful day that the Lord God has created. And we will, we will rejoice in it. Amen? Yes, we will. Why? Because we are the children of the Most High. We're not, we're not uh, the back end, as I keep saying, of the bus. We're the front end of the bus. We need to boast about our God, as I was talking about the last session. We need to lift him up. We need to tell people what, who he is and what he is and, uh, and all that he has done for mankind and even into this generation. Well, uh, again, today we want to just say to you that no matter what does come our way, we are on top of it because of the Lord God, because of the provision that he has given to us, made for us, I guess, first and then given to us. And bless uh, God, uh, it's not going to be an easy time, but it is a time that we will be saved out of, according to the scriptures. And we will believe God. We will believe him above, beyond, anything else. We will believe God. Well, I want to say today again that, that bless God, that if, uh, that if you're listening for the first time, uh, you can listen to the archives. You can get online on the Internet and uh, get to our uh, uh, the thing that we have up on the satellite, uh, Cradle of Hope, uh, JewishProfit.com, uh, and bless God, you can find lots of materials that are there that are available, and bless God, uh, just learn. Before you judge, you need to know what you're judging. Don't judge just because you listen one time, well, you know. No, I'm sorry. You can't know. Uh, you're going to have to study this stuff to, to know for sure that uh, bless God that it, it's either for you or something for you. You're going to you're going to have to look into it. Well, we are studying. I'm going to finish up today on the, the Sinapir, a sign of the end times. We're going to uh, uh, get. There's been a, been a long session with this thing, but it's so important. And I I pray to God that you have learned something through this. I pray to God that you understand. When I get done today, I want to pray and I want to eliminate this. Fear, the spirit of fear that that, that people have. And if you if you got a spirit of fear, then then you can just know one thing: you're you're gonna you're gonna walk away from that. You're gonna be free of that yeah, this day, forevermore. It's gonna be that way. Turn with me in Exodus 32. We'll start in the 15th verse. It says, "And Moses turned and went down from the mount. The two tablets of the testimony were in his hand. The tablets were written on on both their sides." On the one side and on the other side, they, they were written. And the tables were the work of, of God and the writings of the writing of God graven upon the tables. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, It is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, 
but in the noise of them that sing do I hear. Uh, and it came to pass, as soon as he came nigh unto the camp, that he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tablets out of his hand, and brake them beneath the mount. And he took the calf which they had made, and burned it in fire, and ground it up into powder, and strolled it upon the water, and made the children of Israel drink of it. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee? What did this people unto thee that thou hast brought us such great sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of the Lord wax hot. Thou knowest the people that they are set on mischief. Now, they're not a deal. For they said unto me, Make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what has become of him. In other words, he was up there long enough on the mount. They thought they didn't know if he was coming back or not. Pretty well figured he wasn't. So they said, we, 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 you know, let's, let's make these gods here. And, and I said unto them, the 24th verse, Whosoever hath any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it me. Then I cast it into the fire, and there came out this calf. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies, that Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto, unto him. And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from the gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And there fell the people that day about three thousand men. For Moses had said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. Now, you know, these things, these things sound hard, and it almost gets to sound like you know, God is, you know, God got to be a terrible God. And you know, he says, I'm all good and I'm all evil. That's what the Lord God says about himself. But you know, there's prices to be paid. And I, I don't believe that uh, we somehow can understand when the Lord God said that anybody that broke the Sabbath, the Shabbat in Hebrew, to bless God, they would be to be taken outside the camp and stoned to death. Now, you want to talk about hard. You want to talk about harsh. These are harsh things. Now, what do you suppose that did to the people after a thousand men had been slain that day? What do you think that did? I bet you there was a great fear of God fell upon them, don't you? Absolutely there was. Absolutely there was. And and you know something? That it didn't need to be. It didn't need to be that way. But the people chose. But the thing about people and the people choosing, I'm going to tell you something. There has to be, there has to be decisions made. There has to be, bless God, somebody uh, saying, yea, Lord, or nay, Lord, all the time. And when you really look at this and really examine it and really understand, God doesn't tolerate sin. God just doesn't tolerate it. I don't, I don't know, you know, where, where does this all come to? We have a judicial system here in the United States. That, uh, that issues a uh, point of law as to, well, you go to prison if you do this, or jail if you do that, or whatever it is. But, 
And and there are some states, uh, some of the states have gotten away from um, actually putting people to death for the crimes. But the but the thing of it is, that's how important all this was to God back in those days and those times. That you if you if you messed up, you died. That was it. I, the biggest thing that I believe about all that, and I believe the Scripture bears it out, is the fact that that bless God, that people had to understand that God wasn't going to tolerate that. Now. I wonder what would happen today if, in fact, the Lord God uh, said unto the angels, Now, go forth on the earth, find everybody in the day after Sabbath, the first day of the week, we call Sunday, that bless God, that uh, they, you, you, you kill them, you slay them with a sword. Uh, uh, what do you think everybody else would do that, that bless God, that uh, uh, thought about not keeping Sabbath that day, but kept it? Uh, they'll keep it the next week, wouldn't they? And I'm not at all, not at all trying to tell you that I'm, I'm for that kind of capital punishment because I, I'm not. I am for God. But what I'm saying is God had a way of, of getting his points across. He had a way of, of bless God, of, of, of making you fear him, okay? And I have said for years, the, the church doesn't know how to fear God. We, we, we don't. You know, I, uh, and I've always said that, bless God, that every time we monkeyed up, every time we sinned, if a bolt of lightning would strike about eight, ten feet from us, bless God, we'd get to a place where we just wouldn't sin anymore because we'd know that that lightning could have hit us instead of hitting next to us, wouldn't we? But that's just not the way the Lord God has set this thing up. Let's go over into Exodus 34, the first verse. And the Lord said unto Moses, Hew me two tablets of stone like unto the first. All right, so we went back up on the mountain, all right? He, he destroyed the first one. First one's. And I will write upon these tables the words that were in the first tablets, which thou breakest. And be ready in the morning, and come up in the morning unto Mount Sinai, and present thyself there to me in the top of the mount. And no man shall come up with thee, neither let any man be seen throughout all the mount. Neither let the flocks nor herds feed before that mount. And he hewed two uh, tablets of stone, like unto the first, and Moses rose up early in the morning, and went up into Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him, and took in his hand the two tablets of stone. And the Lord descended in the cloud, and stood with him there, and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him, and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy to, for thousands, forgiving iniquity, and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, uh, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the children's children, to the third, the fourth generation. And Moses made haste, and bowed his head toward the earth, and worshipped. And he said, If now I have found grace in thy sight, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray thee, go among us, for it is a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity, and our sin." and take us for thine inheritance. And he said, Behold, I make a covenant before all the people. I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord, for it is a terrible thing that I will do with thee. Observe thou that that which I command thee this day, behold, I drive out before thee the Onrites, the Canaanites, the Canaanites, the, the Hittites, the Pezzarites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, take heed to thyself, lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, 
whether thou goest, least it be for a snare in the midst of thee. In other words, be careful about that deciding that you're going to make a covenant with me. But ye shall destroy their altars, break their images, cut down their groves. For thou shalt worship no other god for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. Least thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they go a-whoring after their gods, and do sacrifice unto the gods. And one call thee, and thou eat of his sacrifice. And thou shalt take their daughters unto thy sons, and thy sons and their daughters go a-whoring after their gods gods, and make the, the, thy sons go whoring after their gods. Thou shalt make thee no other molten gods. The feast of unleavened bread shalt thou keep seven days. Thou shalt eat unleavened bread as I commanded thee in the time of the month of Abel. Uh, for the month of Abel thou camest out of Egypt. All that openeth the matrix is mine, and ever firstling among thy cattle for their ox or sheep that is male. But the firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb. If thou redeem him not, then shalt thou break his neck. All the firstborn of thy sons shalt thou redeem, and none shall appear before me empty. Six days thou shalt work, but on the seventh day thou shalt rest. In earing time and in harvest thou shalt rest. And thou shalt observe the feast of weeks, and the first fruits of the wheat part harvest, and the feast of ingathering of the year's end. Thrice in the year shall your, your men uh, appear before the Lord thy God and, and, and the God of Israel. For I will cast out the nations before thee, enlarge thy borders, that neither shall any man desire thy land, when thou shalt go up to appear before the Lord thy God thrice in the year. Thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leaven, neither shall they sacrifice the feast of Passover be left into the morning. The first of the fruit, first fruits of thy land shall I bring into the house of the Lord thy God, thou shalt not see a kid in his mother's milk. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write these, uh, write thou these words, for after the tenor of these words I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. And he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water, and he wrote upon the tables, uh, on, on the tablets, and the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And it came to pass when Moses came down from the Sinai. Uh, with the two tablets of testimony in Moses' hand. When he came down from the mount, that Moses wist not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come nigh him. And Moses called to them, and Aaron and the rulers of the congregation returned unto him, and Moses talked with them. Now, What's that, what's that got to be uh, got to do with fear? What's well, got everything to do with fear? Because you understand that the Lord God, the Lord God, brought Himself directly to Moses, and He began to explain to Moses. He wrote the law upon the tablets of stone, and He said, "You you be sure that the people understand this. You be sure that they understand it." What was He doing? He was setting this thing up at that point in time to get the people to understand something. They had him to fear. And we always will have God to fear. But we didn't need to fear man. Because he, he said that, you know, he'll, no matter what links he has to go to, he'll go to those links. But again, he can't do anything for us 
unless we are going to do what? Do exactly what we're being told. And so, so those things, you know, when you, when you look at this, it goes back to the same thing I guess it always goes back to. The fact of it is that there were generations throughout the writings of the Holy Scriptures that served God, that absolutely did all, observed, did all that was written in the law. Then there was other generations that blessed God that, that, that well, they didn't even know where the law was at. I mean, you know, they, they they'd absolutely lose it. They'd be put back somewhere, and obviously dust and, and everything else got all over it, and, and they'd have to go look it up every once in a while. They'd have to go find it. And, and, and then, then proclaim it to bring it forth. But it's always been God. But you see, fear of man can't, man can't do anything but destroy the body. That's what the scripture says. But you're the fear of God that can destroy both, both the body and the soul. Both the spirit, the body. So, so you realize that with, with, when God comes forth, boy does he ever, he got this thing put into such an order. The old story of it is it runs like a well-oiled sewing machine, and it does. The problem gets to be that, that, bless God, we try to either remake the machine, which it doesn't need to be remade, or we decide to take something away from the machine, doesn't need to be taken away, or, as I said, remake or by adding to. But what God wants is just a people that will serve him, to understand you've got nothing to fear. The things that are coming on the face of this earth, uh, bless God, you have nothing to fear. Now, I, I want to uh, uh, end up here in a couple of uh, different scriptures, but I, in, in order to, uh, if, you need to realize, again, that we're coming into a time that's unprecedented in the history of all this earth. And it's important that you understand. As I said, I'm going to teach into all that. Uh, but I, I, and I don't want to open up, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of it at this time until I teach into all of it. But I, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here at the end uh, where you can understand that uh, we are at the end, of, the end of time. We're at the end of the end of the matter here. And when I say at the end of, and all the millions of years there's been before, if it should even go another thousand years before the millennial reign, uh, bless God. Uh, it still doesn't matter. Uh, uh, you know, a day is a thousand years, a thousand years is a day when it comes to the Lord God. But the signs of the times are the force. And that's what's important for you to understand, is the signs of the times are force. And I, again, I want to reiterate the fact that uh, this, this whole thing with this uh, December the 21st, 2012, uh, it is not the end of, of all this. It's not that the world's going to go topsy-turvy and all this stuff's going to happen, and bless God, everybody's going to die. No, that, that can't happen. The reason it cannot happen is because there are scriptures that still have to be fulfilled. The God that said, let there be light. The God that said, look, this is my covenant, adhere unto it. The God, that God is still in control. We are in his hand. The world is in his hand. The worlds are in his hand. So there's not anything going to take place, brothers and sisters, that bless God. But again, God's not uh, going to give permission uh, to happen. Now, I don't have a problem as to whether or not those, uh, the poles are shifting. Uh, scientifically, they, they can prove that. But uh, as far as to, to get people to believe, and there's a lot of people right now trying to believe that, oh, on the 21st day of December, 
you know, this thing's going to be over because the poles are going to shift and the world's going to wobble off of its axis and all this, you know. Now, uh, it is going to be a beginning, but remember something. Uh, the ages are set up in 26,000-year slots, okay? That's the way they've been set up. Um, and we are coming to the end of one 26,000-year slot into the next one. I think the scientific world calls this the golden age that we're about to enter in. We're entering into the age of Aquarius. I can remember being a, being a, a, a kid in the song, uh, the age of, of Aquarius, that this is the age of Aquarius. Well, um, but again, these things are not going to come upon us overnight. Uh, these things are going to be something that are going to be slow and ardent. Uh, it's not saying that there's not going to be, you know, Big-time things happen. There's big-time things happening right now around this world. We have earthquakes. We had more earthquakes, uh, more volcanic action, uh, more tornadoes, uh, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, and, and these things are going to continue. So don't uh, don't get to thinking that bless God that uh, that you know because we have a year or two that's kind of a law and whatever that you know that, that you know that then, then it's, it's over. No, it's not over. We are in, and this thing will bring forth. Well, in Malachi 4, first verse, it says, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as, as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise, with healing his wounds, and he shall go forth and grow up as calves in the stall. Now, so so Malachi is prophesying here about a day that's going to come, that's going to burn the earth, all over the earth. Now, we're talking about every 11 years, the cycle comes up when we have these sunspots or these sun flares. And scientists has, for long, long periods of time, talked about the fact that uh, if, if these flares should happen when they come off of the sun, should happen to go directly at and hit the earth, which I think has happened in the past. I think I read somewhere where somewhere around 1960 that, that we had a uh, one of those types of things that happened. In fact, they said if, if we were set up like we are today with our satellites and with our power grid stations around the world, that they would have destroyed all the grids and would have destroyed all the satellite communication. In other words, there would be no communications. So, uh, could that be? Is the sun going to get hotter? Yes, the scientific world uh, agrees that it, it, the sun is going to get hotter. There's uh, no ifs, ands, but, but again, is that going to be tomorrow? No. Uh, so, but I tell you this, and, and the perfect way to have told you this is the way I've told it to you. First, talk to you and teach you about fear, what fear is, and bless God, how to understand what the real fear is, is fear in the Lord God, okay? But there is a time that, that, that's going to come upon us that bless God do. The second verse says, but unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise, healing in his wings, and he shall go forth and grow up his calves and shawl, ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in that day, that I do this, saith the Lord of hosts. So you see, uh, God's still going to be with us. 
no matter what. And and again, if there's anything on this earth that I can do to instill into your hearts, into your minds, is this. God is going to take care of his own. He always has. He always will. And God is going to take care of us into these end times, into these times when, when things are going to, are going to look like that they're God in heaven. Things are going to, you know, turn upside down and, and everything else. God is going to be there in the midst of this thing. You know, I can remember, I can remember, bless God, years and years and years ago, uh, how it was that uh, my grandparents uh, would talk about the Holocaust, would talk about, bless God, the, the, you know, the millions that were destroyed in the concentration camps, the death camps. And and I can remember, bless God, how that they, they believed that God was going to deliver. And they they would they would talk about that. I I, I read an excerpt that a, an old uh, uh, a Jew had written. It was a rabbi and he was a young boy when he was involved in the concentration camps and how it was that the, you know that the, the, they kept saying the rabbis kept telling the people said, uh, look up for the salvation of the Lord is, is nigh to us, that God will deliver us from this thing. Well, God didn't deliver them from it, unless God millions of them died in, in some horrific ways. And and through that, could you say that they, they feared? Well, let me tell you what they hadn't done. They hadn't come full grip to God's holy word, and they hadn't, or they wouldn't have died. The fact of it is that they were living outside of, of his holy word. They, they had walked contrary, even though back in that day and age there were still many, many, many Jews that were keeping the covenant to, to whatever extent. But the fact of it is that the old the rabbi said that if, if they would have known what they knew today, that they would have told the people to have run, to have been shot by the, by the guards, other than to have stood still, to wait on the Lord. You see, everything is done in God's time and in God's place. Yes, the, the Holocaust was real. Yes, the Holocaust was terrible. But there was there was a, something happened there that fulfilled Scripture. Because the Lord God talked about how they would be slaughtered. How Jew, the, the Jews would be slaughtered. And uh, yes, they were. But what does that say to us? That we must fear that all this stuff comes out? No, no, no. Just the opposite. Just the opposite. Uh, brothers and sisters, you are given the opportunity for God in this last day and this hour, to understand more than most generations has ever been on the face of this earth when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to the scriptures. Because we are watching and have watched so many of these scriptures unfold before our very eyes, have unfolded that we might understand. Well, let's go on. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. In other words, the, the wicked not going to be the problem, okay? The wicked's not going to be the problem. Fourthly, remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him and for the law of Israel with the statutes and judgments. Now, this is talking about the last days. Now, this is one of the arguments that I that I have presented to the church uh, for a long time now, was the fact that he said, remember the law of Moses. Well, when God tells us to remember something, then evidently we're going to have forgotten something, okay? And so here he's saying, remember ye the law of Moses, my servant. Remember ye, remember ye the law of Moses. Boy, what, what volumes I say. But, but again, when God gets into something, and when God starts working 
okay, and he was working then as he's working now, that many, many times people cannot conclude that this particular scenario written by this prophet, bless God, was dealing in a time of the end, okay, in, in the time of the end. Now, the next verse, in the fifth verse, it says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. What is the great and dreadful day of the Lord? That is the time of Jacob's trouble. That's the time of, of which at least part of it's the great tribulation, which is uh, going to come. And, 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 you know, there again, the world can end on December the 21st, 2012, and we haven't seen the uh, Bless God, the, 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 the third temple rebuilt. We haven't seen the uh, incoming of the, you know, what looked to be the man of peace, which will end up being the Antichrist. Uh, we haven't been through those things, let alone the, the things that are going to follow that for the, for the three and a half years after, bless God, that the Antichrist is uh, raised up and Michael, the great archangel, has stood up and, and said enough's enough. Um, but, you know, there again, uh, these, these are times that, that, that come. But Elijah is going to come, and, 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 and uh, he's going to come that, before that great and that dreadful day. In fact, it, it says that uh, uh, he's going to come and restore all things. That's what the scriptures uh, tells us. And uh, you, you have to realize that, uh, that that's uh, being done right before your very eyes. As I told you, uh, I am that, 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 that type of Elijah in this last day, restore all things. And that's the reason that we're, you know, that I'm doing what I'm doing. We, we're restoring all things. We're restoring people back to the covenant. We're restoring the ten lost tribes back unto Israel. We are restoring. I'm restoring and restoring and restoring as God leads me to do what? To, to, to uh, restore. Now listen to this next verse, the sixth verse. And he shall turn the hearts of the father to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers. Least I come and smite the earth with the curse. What's that all about? Well, this is all about turning the hearts of the fathers to the children. Out of their hearts, they are going to proclaim, bless God, the Holy Covenant. Yes. One of those things would be, yes. And they're saying whether it's the hearts of the children, uh, the hearts of the fathers and the children, the hearts of the children of the fathers. They're going to have a heart about their good. And he said, at least I come and smite the earth with a curse. But that's happening. It's happening again even as we speak. These things are taking place right here on the face of the earth in this time, in this hour. And bless God. And, and, and when, you, when you begin to see uh, what God has done and what God's going to do, if God has done and he has all the rest of these things, then, then how can we ever believe he can't do the rest of it? Because... He tells in the scripture, we're not going to get into that today, but he tells us in scripture that Ephraim will be delivered out of it all. Out of all the things that's coming in these last days, that Ephraim will be delivered out of it all. So, if we're going to be delivered out of it, now, it didn't say we weren't going to go through it, okay? And that, that's the part that, that, I don't know, that's the part that I just kind of wish that people could get a hold of a little bit. We're going to go through it. It isn't like God's not, you know, going to say, well, the rapture was neat because we were just going to leave the earth. You know, that zap was gone. And I thought that was about the neatest thing I'd ever heard tell of. And uh, I was all for it, as a matter of fact. So I quickly found out that that wasn't the way it was going to take place. 
So, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great, the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He will come and he's here. We're going to restore all things. We're going to get things set up. We're going to get things ready for the coming of the Michelle, the Messiah himself. We, we have a, a, a huge undertaking. I, I've never in any way, shape, or form ever downplayed that. Uh, I, as I said, I wish that I knew more. I only know what I need to know. Okay? That's the way it is with prophets. We walk, we walk and live a faith just like you do. And I know it doesn't look like that, but that's the way it is. There's, if I, if I, I have pages and pages that I could write down of questions that I'd love to have answered right now today from God. But you see, if God treated me any different than he does you, then his word would be aligned all of it would be. Because he says the just will live by faith. He didn't say dreams, visions, and visitations. He said the just will live by faith. I have to live by faith. I have to believe that, bless God, there's some things that, bless God, this is just what we're supposed to do, the way we're supposed to do it. And we, we, go, we go about it, we do it. But God is faithful. You understand what I'm saying? God is faithful. God is not going to let us, bless God, not complete the work that he's gave us unless we rebel. As long as we're of a broken and a contrite spirit, as long as we are of a willing and obedient heart, I've got news for you. The rest of it, we don't have to be concerned about. And isn't it kind of neat to know that we don't have to be concerned about it? Well, now I'm going to tell you something. It is to me. All right? Uh, it is to me. Because this thing, this thing with God is something else. How can you understand a God like this? I don't think there's any way to understand it. Not in place of doing I don't, I don't think there, there, I don't think there's any way to try to comprehend what a mighty and glorious God our God is all about. But He chose us. We didn't choose Him. He chose us. He said, he said, amongst all the people of the world, I, I chose the, the lowest people, the smallest group and number of people. He chose us. And he brought us forth. Well, and, and, and just as he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he just as he said, it's the sands of the sea, it's the stars of the sky, so your people should be. We are that, brothers and sisters, and there's no way for us to be able to do what? Disconnect ourselves from that. Well, again, you can. But, but you know, that's, I guess that's one of the things with me. I, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine people, you know, having in their hearts the fact that, that oh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that I, or I think I am part of the lost tribes of Israel, and then walk away from this thing. Do you have any idea what you're saying to God? Well, that's a different, that's a whole different series in itself, too, and one of these days we're going to, uh, we're going to bless God uh, prepare uh, through the word and uh, for you to receive uh, that. As, as we go along, of course. But no matter what, again, I, I, you know, in Revelation, uh, there's so much written there. And, of course, we're going we're gonna to definitely get, uh, uh, we're going to get to all that. I, I'm going to read first eight verses here in Revelation 21. And I saw a new heaven and new earth for the first, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. Boy, that's what a thing. I remember this is John Redway that wrote all this. The Isle of Patmos. 
And John saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and he shall be, they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. And, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable, and the murderers, and the whoremongers, and the sorcerers, and the adulterers, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, I, I, I want you to understand that he starts this eighth verse, but the fearful, but the fearful, the fearful, and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, and adulterers, all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. Now, when it comes down to it, this thing about fear is important, isn't it? It was in the beginning, and so was it in the end. It's it's there. It's in front of us. We have to deal with it. There isn't, you know, uh, God didn't uh, just put that all down there and say, well, you know what? It, it'll be all right. Don't 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 be concerned about. It. No, no. We we have to always be concerned about that because it says there. But the fearful, the fearful, you know what it comes down to? Those that didn't believe God. That, that That's the people that will be fearful. The ones that did not believe the word of God. Well, I'm going to tell you this. We, and I say over and over again, we are blessed among all peoples. And we really are. To have an opportunity to watch God perform for here this world, for his people, what we're about to see is something that I, I, I have said over and over. One day we will sit around the campfires and they will come and ask us, Elijah and Jeremiah, and those prophets will come and sit down and say, tell us what it was like. Tell us what, what, what was it? We prophesied, but oh, we was never there. What was it like? Tell us. And oh my, how will we, we will boast of our God. How will we talk about the fact that, yes, Yeshua himself said that all that he did, we would do, and we did, and then we did the greater things. My Lord and my God, brothers and sisters, I have no idea in this world what those greater things must truly be that we're about to do. This generation, you and I, are going to fulfill the scriptures. We are going to walk there. My Lord and my God, those prophets, those people of God are going to be in awe. Because we were chosen. We were, they were chosen to be here during the time that they were here. And blessed, blessed are their feet to walk this earth. But bless God, let me tell you something. We're blessed to be here now. 
I pray, brothers and sisters, that you can understand that you're making a, a connection with eternity here. This isn't this isn't just another story. It's not just another idea. It's just not another game to play. That we truly are those upon whom the ends are written. That we will stand and do that great exploits in this last day and this hour to the glory of God, in the name of His Holy Son Yeshua. And the only thing I can say about it is Satan stand back and get out of the way. Because we are about to stand up for this mighty God that we serve. There is nothing but any means will harm us. Why? Because we're His. We belong to Him. And He has us under His wing of protection. Oh, brothers and sisters, if, if we could just understand that, if we could just realize you don't have to be fearful about anything, nothing by any means is going to harm you. Why? Because i got news for you. That happens to be, bless God, that which is yours. That which is mine. And so it shall be. So it shall always be. And in the name, in the name of his holy son, I'm going to tell you something. Name of God, this thing, for this thing to get wound up and for this thing to get, you know, to really get going, is going to really be something to see. It's going to be something to, to, to watch. As your children go up and say, learn the things that they need to learn. It's that this thing is going to be <laughs> glorious for them. As I said, Daniel, when you start thinking about it, your children, my children, my grandchildren, some of your grandchildren are going to watch the Lord God raise the dead before this thing's over. Well, what kind of a God is that all about? It's a God that's about his word. That's what it's about. The fact that our children are going to, you, you know all that some of you have gone through and some of you are still going through trying to get the whole thing straightened out with the word of God in your lives. You realize those children, those grandchildren are going to have to go through that. They're going to learn correctly. Do you realize what, as we say in the world, what a leg up that's going to give them? It's going to, it's going to, Ma, we come into this thing, as I keep saying, with all kind of baggage of religion. They're going to learn it right. They're going to learn the pureness of it. They're going to understand the Shabbat. They're going to understand the, the, the festivals. They're going to understand. It's not going to be, oh my, this is all new. No, they're going to grow up with this thing. An advantage that you never had, that they're going to have. And it is going to make all the difference in the world, brothers and sisters, when it comes down to it. So as as you get this, and you need, again, you can get this. Um, as I said, I've never done this uh, by the quarter, on a quarterly. But you can get this. Don is making it up there where you can get the CDs. You need to study this. It's a It's a pretty long series, but the fact of it is you, you realize that the fearful will have their place in the lake of fire. You don't want to be counted on that. The only way that you can come out from those things is bless God, but a total dependency, spirit, soul, and body toward the Lord God. Trust Him. Trust Him. Know that He's God and just trust Him. Boy, that doesn't sound too hard when you say it like that, does it? Well, it's really not. Just put your trust in him. Boast about our God. Boast about what he's doing. And I'm going to tell you, if I said you scare the, 
the turkey, as we say, right out of the devil. Because he and the, the, the demonic powers, the familiar spirits, they, uh, see, they don't run into people like that very often. Even throughout history, have they run into very few people like that. That absolutely know that they're serving a living God, that they're just passing through this world. We're not of this world, we're just, we're just in this world. We're passing through. And while we're passing through, the Lord God gave us a destiny. And we're trying to fulfill that destiny. Uh, you know what's exciting? And yet the other side of it is, you know, you look at it and you go, boy, that's going to be something, isn't it? And my goodness gracious, is it ever going to be something? And to think that, bless God, that we, that you and I, are the ones that he chose to be there. I know I say that over and over, but folks, I, I don't think I can say that over and over enough for people to realize what a blessing it is to be finding each of you. And that each of you, the numbers are going to grow and grow and grow and grow. And I know that. But isn't it something that we found each other? Now listen closely. No, no. It was predestined from the foundations of the world that you're on this broadcast with me, that you're part of this thing called Ephraim, this final movement of God on the face of this earth. This, this isn't just a uh, happenstance that, you know, well, I just lucked into this thing. No, I'm sorry. No, you didn't just luck into anything. You have found your destinies. And boy, there's going to be lots of them that's going to find it. But, but again, the first fruits. You're the first fruits of this thing. You're the ones that God's going to use in a mighty, mighty, mighty way. Way, and don't you forget that. The training, yes, have to go through training. Some of you, bless God, at this point in time, feel like you've had all your eye to people. You'll be all right. You're going to be fine. You are learning, and that's what this is about. And sometimes, you know, sometimes when we learn, bless God, you know, when you're trying to learn to ride a bicycle, remember? Sometimes some of us fell off and scraped a knee. Huh? Had to put a band-aid on. Did that keep us from riding that bicycle? No, sirree. Went right back out there and jumped on that on that bicycle and went to going again at it, didn't we? Well, see, this is the same thing. There's going to be some bumps in the road. But let me tell you something. Those bumps aren't going to hinder you from fulfilling what God's got in your life. Oh, oh, my goodness. Wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't it be something? And, you know, I've asked God. Just to let you see. I said, God, just let them see. Let them see the end of this matter. Let them see what you have in store for each one of them. Let them see. And oh, if you could see. Folks, there, you know, again, there's no big, big, big me's and little you's. There's none of that. No, we're the children of Almighty God. We're equal. Flesh and blood, bless God, differently anointed. Differently gifted by God. But I've always said, once we can bring all of the gifting, all the anointing together and incorporate it, my, 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 the devil's going to run down the road. Because, you know, we have played this game of selfishness. Oh, look at me. Look at what I've become. In the Lord, of course. No, there's a time coming, at times now, when people are not going to be getting high-minded, are going to be seeking the glory of God for themselves. We're going to understand that we have a job to do. 
get on. So please, please seek the face of God. Ask him what it is that he wants you to do in this thing. And I can tell you the first thing he wants you to do is go on. And that's where you're He's probably saying a bit crude, but I think most of you that listen for a while know I'm a little crude anyway, but just shut up, sit down, and learn something. That's really what God wants you to do right now. Just sit down and learn. Understand that you've got to condition yourself for learning. You're going to have to condition yourself. And, and then bless God, come forth. Do it in a mighty, mighty, mighty way. Well, hallelujah. I want to say we, we are thrilled. As always, to have the, those of you that are emailing, calling in, and talking about how God has healed you, set you free. So just keep those, and I, I say cards and letters coming, that's what we used to say, you know, but no, keep the emails, and if you feel like you want to call and need to call, do that. Let us know what, what God's doing in your life, and our lives, we're, we're, we're thrilled to rejoice with you about what God's doing. Many people are being healed. Many people have been delivered, right? Right on this blog uh, uh, radio uh, program that we're doing now, that we do every day, five days a week. People are being set free. And, and you know something? That's where this it all starts. That's what, where this is all about. The power of God's anointing through the name of His Holy Son coming forth. What's God doing? What God does? Well, I'm going to tell you something. I want to pray today. I want to pray. And, and I want to specifically pray uh, about people that bless God that are having some problems with uh, with uh, circulation, okay, in their bodies. I want to pray, and, and uh, I'm going to pray, I pray for everybody, okay, but that, that right is what God is dealing with me about. There's other people, other needs, other miracles, that's fine. We'll pray for people to be delivered uh, before we get done, and we'll give you a little information about those things. I do have a small, and it's a small booklet that bless God on, on healing, the nucleus of God's healing power, I think it's the name of it. And you can get that and understand that better, okay? And, uh, and it will help you understand healing. I'm always saying it's one thing to be healed, it's another thing to stay healed. Same thing with deliverance. Well, Father, right now in the name of your Holy Son, Yeshua, I pray. Lord God, I curse whatever it is that's causing uh, the circulation not to run, to run through, through this body of, of, of whoever this is, or however many that this is that I'm, I'm praying about. But let it be healed and let that circulation run from the tops of their heads, uh, starting in their heart, the tops of their heads, and down to the bottoms of their feet, fingertips, at the end of the ends of their, their, their hands. Let, the, let that happen. And I curse you, Satan, for that. In Yeshua's name. Father, let everybody that's listening right here, right now, that need to be healed, let them be healed. Let them be healed in the name of Yeshua, the Holy Son, and the stripes that he bore upon the tree. And Satan, I curse you in these people's bodies. And what I curse on this earth is cursed in heaven. And I command that these bodies receive these miracles. Right now, these healings, in the name of Yeshua, be set free. Be set free and be healed. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody's got some arthritis in your shoulder. And you just start moving your shoulder around. I, I'm discerning spiritually that that's loosening up. Just, just move it around. Thank the Lord for it right now. 
right now in the mighty name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless it. Bless it. Bless it. Bless it. Bless it is the name of the Lord. Somebody's got, somebody's got a, there's a pain that has been healed right now. Put your hand right in your neck, okay? It's just running right, right the base of your ear, right down, right down to your shoulder, okay? Just put your hand right there and just thank God you're being healed right now. Right now as I speak, in the name, in the name that's above every name, the name of Yeshua, hallelujah. Shati Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Now, for those of you that, uh, that bless God that need to be delivered, you know, I'm always saying I, I want to make sure that, again, that everybody understands. Deliverance can be very a very dangerous thing. You end up being a whole lot worse than you just because you want to play a game and don't be playing games. Now, I've got uh, CVs that will explain uh, things about, the, about deliverance. Uh, Familiar spirits, casting out of uh, demons, uh, bless God to give you some uh, schooling, some education. You probably need to get a hold of those and study them thoroughly to understand it. But uh, as I pray, I want you to understand when, uh, when I uh, get finished, just, uh, just thank the Lord and, and speak out. I've been delivered from, and speak out what it is, and then understand that, uh, bless God, that uh, that, that spirit, or spirits are going to come back after a time and try to come back in. I'm going to cast them out. Okay, they're going to be on the outside of you. They're going to go out to a uh, to a dry place. The scripture says they're going to return. Well, what we want you to understand when they return, all you've got to do is stand strong and say, "Hey, listen up, devil. I've been delivered of you. You're not on the inside. You're on the outside, and I'm not letting you back in. Be gone and be bound." That's all you got to do. Just that simple, that quick, and it's over. Father, right now, I pray that every one of these people that need to be delivered, I command the powers of darkness to come out of them in the name of Yeshua and set them free. Set them free that they might be free indeed in Yeshua's name. Well, hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That feels good, doesn't it? Well, God, God will give you peace. You walk in it. We love the Lord God and Father. We love you. We glorify you and we praise you. In every breath that we take. I'm going to turn it back over to our host now. Shalom. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here and you won't be disappointed. So again, you can also get more, all the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible. Shall I 
Thank <laughs> you. 